Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to a special wildcard preview episode of Circling the Bases, proudly a part of NBC Sports Edge. I'm your host, Colin Henderson. Joining me today is the whole Circling the Bases gang, DJ Short, Drew Silva, and Mr. Christopher Crawford. Boys, the regular season is over and the new look playoffs are finally here. And and Chris, I am happy to say you can finally join the three of us here. We are now all four of us will have teams represented in the postseason Chris, yeah. congratulations to your Mariners for the first time in 21 years. Although it's so a little much. bit of a bummer that the good people in Pacific Northwest still won't be able to get a home game if they can't get out yeah. of the first round, which is home just game, like yeah. I want to. I want to feel what that atmosphere is like yes. after oh, so too, long. Yeah. But how are we? How are we feeling about the new format? We are now officially in the postseason. This is the new playoff format. Twelve teams uh, making the postseason this year, rather than ten of last year. Three wild cards and four teams getting a buy. So DJ start us off on this front. Like obviously this is a, a, a new step in the post lockout CBA playoffs. Yeah. And I, I will say off the top here, if you guys call it fall frenzy, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> I'm <good with> that. <laughs> I've never heard uh, that. I, I, I no, haven't heard that, but they're I, I wasn't trying, planning they're that trying to push that. They're trying to <laughs> oh push boy. that. I'm, oh boy. I'm not really a fan, but nope. uh, I think it's, we'll say this. It's sort of like, uh artificial excitement you know what i mean i mean we know what the motivation for this kind of stuff is but it does get more teams in the mix it's certainly a lot better than just a one game wild card uh situation like we've dealt with in in recent years i do think it's interesting that the division winner with the worst record is thrown into this wild card mix because they still did win a division that's somewhat flawed. I don't know how you feel about that, Drew. Um, I, I'm I'm okay with it, and I think we yeah. talked about it a few weeks. You know, because there's there are down divisions. It's going to happen every year. Yeah. In recent history, it's been the central teams, and it was the same yeah. this year. I I'm okay with it. The Cardinals should have to play in the wild card round. They're clearly not as good as well, not as good as probably three teams in the National League at least, and. Um, so you got to fight your way way in, and it's the element of being able to host it at your stadium over a weekend too. I hope they keep it on a weekend because that's yeah, you I know, think that's cool. that's fun and it's big money like for the surrounding restaurants and bars and obviously the mm-hmm. stadium itself. 
Um, One so thing I, I will yeah. say, though, is that sort of expanding this made the end of the regular season not as exciting. Yeah. Will it always be that way, though? That's I what I was saying. It may or yeah. may not. Yeah. But the other thing is that there would have been a game 163 between the Braves and the Mets mm-hmm. if it was under the old format. We would have had a definitive winner of the East instead of two teams of 101 wins. So who could have predicted that would have right. happened? But I would say this, though. Maybe Atlanta plays that series against the Marlins a little bit differently if there, if there wasn't a 163. You could know, it's this is kind of, to me, like – you know, right around December 5th, you get real anti-Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh my gosh, we're doing the holiday season over again. And now that it's here, I'm really excited about it. And I'll say one of the reasons I'm so excited about it is there are some legitimate aces pitching in this postseason mm-hmm. series. Like, we have some yeah. legitimate top-of-the-rotation arms that we're going to get to watch and that's fun to me. That is ulti- ultimately my favorite thing about the postseason is seeing yeah. that 1v1, the, the the best starter going up against that next best starter and seeing what happens, seeing who has that best stuff. So, yeah, it was kind of an anticlimactic, really anticlimactic. Wednesday stunk. I'm just going to be honest with you. That yeah. was yeah. not a fun day of baseball. No, it was like, but, let's press fast forward here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but Friday, I think, is going to be really fun oh, yeah. and uh you know, you got to give some credit to baseball for creating at least that situation. Yeah, and Jose true. Quintana going the aces all around. <laughs> aces all around, dude. Sorry, don't dude. don't start this, DJ. <laughs> but he to had bring a up your 0.81 ERA over his last yeah, six right. starts. Sorry. I know. I know. He's going. Yeah. Uh, but to bring up your point, Drew, the I I was trying to think back now that this is going to be basically baseball's version of a wild card weekend. Like, I ideally, if these go three days in a row, all in the same spots. We could be talking about four, you know, game, you know, series deciding games on Sunday, which would be thrilling baseball to watch if you are a, just a neutral baseball fan, or especially anybody who might be one of the four teams with a bye looking to see who's back. But obviously, this the end of the regular season was pushed back because of the lockout. I'm curious if maybe they learn from this in the future because I think ideally this was probably going to be more of a midweek three game series rather than a weekend one. And I think the weekend is just going to make this play so much better in this best of three scenario. For sure. Yeah, I'm, my only fear would be, you know, you're going up get up against the NFL on a Sunday. I don't Fair think point. that would have been their. I don't think that would have been their goal. First, Fair point. Honestly. Yeah. They should just make them like. I, don't know, I have I have takes on on the NFL's broadcasting setup because I love to watch Red Zone, but after the first you know noon one p.m. block of games or. Chris, I guess that's like 10 a.m. for you. Yeah. The, the three or four o'clock block is always terrible. Yes. Yeah. So or maybe baseball can just. Thin. It's yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's not terrible, thin, but it's thin. And yeah. because the it's not fun to watch that red zone either because there's always a great game that gets protected by one of the other networks too. And you want to watch that over watching those other games that are just not yeah. as interesting. So the fact that – and I don't blame those networks for protecting those games, but because they do, that's the network that you want to turn on mm-hmm. rather than turning on Red Zone, even if there are four or five games in that afternoon slate. I'm usually just waiting all day for Sunday night. Oh, yeah, me oh, too. Boy. Me but that's too. just me. You don't, you'd look just as good in a sequin dress. <laughs> even in like my, I don't know, college years, high school years, I always hated Sunday night. I mean, I, I know this is our big flagship broadcast as NBC. Now, is that a overall point about Sunday night, the, or is that a Sunday, Sunday night football reference? 
You have the Sunday scaries. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's always All been right. a thing. Okay. Sunday night football was just basically one big three and a half hour reminder that work was coming up really soon the next exactly, day. Exactly. Fair. I get Fair. that. I that I can understand quite a bit. Good or or Good in college, like you said, that paper that I definitely didn't write just sure. yet until after the yep. final whistle. Yes. Um, so we're about to get into um, obviously all four of the wild card matchups that we're going to that are going to go down this weekend. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about what not only the betting odds that we have associated with those series, but also obviously what the four teams on by will be looking forward to in those games or in those series. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Just a quick reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, Major League Baseball, on the NASCAR circuit, and in the Premier League. There's also a hundred grand up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Bengals and Ravens in our Sunday Night 7 contest. A great matchup on Sunday night. Despite the Sunday scaries, but a hundred grand <laughs> up for grabs. So make sure you download the NBC Sports Predictor app today. So let's start with the American League wildcard series here. And the first two up, we have the Rays at the Guardians, the AL Central winners versus the number six seed. Versus uh, uh, on the other side, we have the Mariners, like we said, breaking their 21 year postseason drought. They're going. Up above, uh, up above the border to the Blue Jays, who will be the three seed. Uh, no, no, four seed there. I'm still trying to remember the difference between the, the division hard. winner and the number one uh, wild card here. But yes, so let's start with the Rays at Guardians. Uh, Rays coming into the postseason, or I should say ending the regular season with an 86 and 76 record. Uh, the Guardians, meanwhile, like I said, AL Central champs with a 92 and 70 record after being woefully underappreciated preseason uh, end up winning the American league central projected matchups in the series. So far, Shane Bieber and Shane McClanahan, it's a Shane off. They're going down in game one um, probables for game two, Tristan McKenzie versus Tyler Glasnow and game three, Cal Quantrill if need, or I should say game three, if needed Cal Quantrill versus TBD, probably some version of Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs. Um, Chris, why don't you start us off with this? Obviously, 
the Guardians have been one of the hottest teams in baseball over the last month, third best record in baseball since September 1st. The Rays have been here before. This is a team that has made the postseason quite a few times over the last few years. Um, and despite not having the star power that many of the other teams that we're going to mention have, continue to just win however they need to. By hook or by crook, they will win games. And fortunately for them, getting at least a little bit healthier now. Um, Wander Franco back. Yes. Glad now back. There's, this team is getting a little bit of some uh, some reinforcements here. So, Chris, tell me a little bit about what you're seeing from this matchup and what is the some of the bigger X factors that you're looking at here. Sure. Yeah. So some of this has to do with the fact that the Seattle Mariners are playing in a postseason series for the first time in 21 years, as we'll talk about many times on this show. This seems like the most uninteresting of the four series, if I'm being completely honest with you. Part of it because, you know, Cleveland, you know, has played great towards the bottom of the stretch. Tampa Bay did not. And I do wonder a little bit if Tampa Bay was unmotivated for that fifth seed. Because as Colin and I have talked about, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you guys have talked about before, there is a massive benefit to being the sixth seed over the five seed in the postseason this year. Because, especially in the American League, where you get Cleveland instead of Toronto in Toronto. And then you'll get to play the Yankees, who, let's be honest, have not looked anywhere near as good as the Houston Astros. I'd much rather have that path than the path of having to go play in Toronto and then have to go play Mm -hmm. the Houston Astros in a five-game series with that starting pitching. I think it's really going to come down to the starting pitching. If, If Tristan McKenzie can pitch the way that he's pitched for most of the year and can avoid the one blow up inning, which has been an issue for him, like he's a lot of six inning starts where he's given up, you know, two or three runs and they all seem to come in that one inning for them. If he is on, I think Cleveland can win this series fairly easily. I do have to give Tampa Bay a benefit. We've talked about this too, Colin, on our show Postseason experience. There's a lot of postseason mm-hmm. experience in this Tampa Bay team and a lot of talent on this Tampa Bay team as well. I think it's going to be an interesting series in terms of who wins it. And yet it's being honest with you, the series that uh, I probably won't pay as close of attention to. They also have some some bad start times. What game one is at 1207 Eastern game right. two is at I think yep. the same time for game two. Um, so baseball clearly sees the lack of star power on both of these yeah. sides, at least in comparison to the other three wild card matchups. Right. I think it's going to be on the Ocho. It's going to be on yeah. the Ocho. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're okay with uh, the West Coast people waking up at nine and maybe missing the first inning here. Whew. And I, I don't know the the Rays. To me, I I still I look at this roster and I'm like, how did they even yeah. get mm-hmm. where they are? Yeah, fair. I don't. I, there's like some you know. There's projectable upside. Rosarena ended the season in a big slump. Uh, Glass now, what did he get up to 40 or did he get to 64 pitches or 46 in his last start? Either way, he's not at full strength. No. Coming off Tommy John. Shane McClanahan had the injury toward the end of the year. He's not Shane McClanahan necessarily right now. I guess he could he could just show up. Right. Um, I, these are the two weakest overall rosters of the 12 agree. team field, right? And the Rays lost 12 of their last 16 in the regular mm-hmm. season. They had already kind yeah. of secured their spot, so maybe they didn't care. But, I mean, they it's it's amazing the way they, they get this, the job done. But I don't really I don't really see this as a, as a big challenger of a team. It's the baseball playoffs that anything can happen. And the right. Guardians yeah. are, are like a weird team, too. They're, they're almost like the Royals, the 2015 Royals, a very, very contact-heavy team. Yeah. Um, really good bullpen arms. Yep. So maybe they could get it done in that way. Like if you're 
what are the odds for the for the Guardians to win the World Series? I had that pulled up. They're, they've got to be at the bottom, right? Yeah, they're plus three thousand. Wow! You wanted to throw ten bucks on that, yeah. you know? Why yeah. not? But <laughs> I I don't really see it for either of these teams making a, a deep run. I picked the Guardians to win this series two to one to win it on Sunday in the third game. But I, I have the Guardians. Uh, I, I have the Guardians just taking two and and moving on. Wow. Uh, now we should say the Guardians are the favorites in this series at, at minus one twenty five. The Rays are the dogs at one hundred five. Um, the Rays uh, for the first game, uh, the Guardians are the favorites at one tw- minus one twenty five. The Rays are plus one hundred two. Um, I can see maybe playing that uh, Rays in the first game, but it depends on what kind of McClanahan shows up because, 100%. like you were saying, like you were saying, when he came back, he wasn't quite himself. Yeah, five two one ERA, eight walks, four homers allowed over four starts coming back from that uh, shoulder impingement. And how much do they get for get from Tyler Glass now? I just think there's a lot more questions on the Rays side of things. I, I think the Guardians have some – they're not boppers by any means, but they have one of the game's best players, Jose Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Yes. Andres, Andres Jimenez should get down-ballot MVP votes. Mm-hmm. He's very solid defensively, uh, made some big strides offensively this year. Steven Kwan's been great. Ahmed Rosario. Oscar Gonzalez has yep. really been unheralded uh, down the stretch here. Josh Naylor's had his moments, too. I, I like the Guardians lineup better than the Rays lineup. I do, too. Yeah. They can pitch their bullpen's lights out. I, I think the Guardians get through this pretty quickly. Uh, one thing you will say about the Rays is that even though we're talking about a lack of confidence in their starting pitching. One of the things that the Rays have shown all year and they've shown throughout the last few years is the ability to mix and match from the bullpen, especially when they get into postseason series. A very quick hook from Kevin Cash usually, um, but it does mean that they have found success in the past from that if they are going to beat the Guardians and if they are going to make any type of conceivably lengthy run in the postseason, that bullpen is going to have to be relied upon. A lot of, them man, a lot of those – yeah. A lot of those relievers are injured too. Like yeah, and that's Nick the other Anderson, part. Yeah. Jalen Beeks, Fire Eisen, uh, Colin Pochet went on the injured list. Like mm-hmm. right at the end right. of the year, Andrew Kittredge has been out. Ryan Thompson has been out. Um, I don't. I don't understand this team. You know that's what it's makes them one. kind of interesting. But yeah, it's and the having weakest. to play and having to play so many games against the American League East in the process too, and still yeah. with that roster and how banged up it's been, still yeah. eighty six and seventy six on the year. This is the weakest Rays roster that's been in the postseason. I agree. In the past yes. few years, I think it's the weakest third wild card that I've actually ever seen in the American League. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Chris, why don't you start us off then? Give us. Um, we're all. Well, I should say before I ask you for your picks, we are going to do. We are going to obviously make our predictions here as well. We are also going to be having essentially a a fantasy team that each of us have now picked using one player from each team that has made the postseason. We'll get into that a little bit more in terms of, uh, I believe the scoring and some of that will be on the website throughout the postseason. Mm-hmm. But we essentially have one catcher, first base, second base, third base, short, one outfielder, a utility player, four starting pitchers, and a reliever. Um, like I said, one player from each team will be on each of our teams. So Chris, make your, uh, your prediction here for the series and give us who you're picking from both teams. Uh, I'm going to go for the Guardians uh, to win the series in three. I, I, I was tempted to go to like uh, somebody else did, but it, it's. I just think at the end of the day, it'll be a three-game series, and I'll be kind of bored watching it. I apologize. I'm just so excited about the <laughs> Seattle Mariners. Um, for the guys that I'm picking, I am taking Shane Bieber um, for the, one of my starting pitchers. I think that 
is an excellent matchup. I've seen enough from him. I was tempted to actually go with Tristan McKenzie, um, but I just feel a little more confident in Shane Bieber giving me like a seven inning two run start and then doing fairly well against that New York lineup as well. And then my relief pitcher is going to be Pete Fairbanks. And, you know, I had to be sure about like <laughs> whether or not he was even healthy because of what Drew was talking about. It mm-hmm. seems like that they've dealt with a lot of injuries. He was really good this year. 24 games, a 1.13 ERA, um, was saving games down the stretch. Look, if I can get catch lightning in a bottle and he can save some games for me, great. If not, if Tampa Bay is eliminated, like I think, oh, well, I lost a reliever. Drew? I'll go next. Yeah. Um, I got Guardians to win it in, in three games. And my pick for the Guardians is Jose Ramirez, you know, one of the best hitters on the planet. If the Guardians do stage that deep run and, and do win the World Series at the longest shot odds, plus 3,000, it's going to be because Jose Ramirez went nuts. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. And then my pick for the Rays is Wander Franco. Um, I should have gone with another shortstop probably. There's a lot of good shortstops in, in the postseason field, but I didn't want to really like hitch my wagon to – Really, anyone else on the Rays team except Wander Franco makes sense. That's fair, DJ. Yeah. I'm going uh, Guardians in two. Like I said, I-, I think they dispose of the Rays pretty quickly. Uh, so from the Guardians, my pick is Emmanuel Classe, uh, lights out closer. And if the Guardians move on, he could really make some noise and get some saves here. From the Rays, I'm taking Randy Rosarena. Uh, maybe you know he turns back the clock and. You know, have some more postseason heroics. Um, I think he's the, you know, Wander Franco is capable of being great, um, but a Rosarena can give you the power and the speed. He could go on a nice little run here. So a Rosarena is basically filling my utility spot. There you go. Uh, I've got the Guardians in three as well. So a full sweep um, from Cleveland here. Um, for my pitch, for my players, I'm the exact same as DJ here. Um, I have. Randy Rosarena for the Rays. It was really between him, like we've all basically said, between him and Franco for who we kind of wanted to pick from this team. And then Emmanuel Classe, like you said, DJ, I mean, an elite arm. He's going to have opportunities conceivably if they win this series and then have an opportunity to move on. He'll have opportunities one way or the other to get into the game. I'll take him as well. And like you said, Chris, worst comes to worst. I lose a reliever in this conversation. I can live with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's pop over to the other American League uh, wild card matchup as the Mariners head to Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. Mariners 90 and 72 on the year. Blue Jays two games better at 92 and 70. Projected matchups. Uh, game one is going to be Alec Manoa versus Luis Castillo. Uh, game two probables are Kevin Gossman versus Robbie Ray. And game three uh, is still TBD versus Logan Gilbert is um, how the Mariners are planning to attack that so far. Winner will go on to face the number one seed Astros in the ALDS in a best of five. Uh, Betting odds entering the series. Seattle is the underdog at plus 140, whereas Toronto is the favorite at minus 170. Uh, DJ, obviously, we are talking about the... We do not have to worry about vaccine requirements anymore for this conversation, which is a very big deal when we know at least one major starter for the Mariners is unvaccinated. And that would have been a very interesting wrinkle when we started to have this conversation. Now that is officially off the board, we can say we are going to have, you know, full roster versus full roster here. What are you looking at? What are you looking forward to most in this series? 
I think the the Mariners pitching versus the Blue Jays offense. I mean, yeah. that's that's the story of this series because I do think the Mariners have the edge from the pitching perspective. So you look at the top three they can roll out there, like you were saying, Castillo, Ray, Gilbert, but also that bullpen in Seattle. And I mm-hmm. think this is a I think someone who could be a breakout kind of burst on on the national stage during this postseason is Andres Munoz, who's yes. just fantastic. Yep. And I mean, the light shine bright on some of these late inning, high leverage relievers in the postseason. Uh, he could be a real X factor in this series. The Blue Jays obviously are the better offensive team, but if the uh, Mariners can neutralize that a little bit and get just enough offense, I think they could pull off uh, an upset here personally. Chris? I'm going to take a break, guys. I'm going to take yeah. a break. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think DJ hit the nail on the head. It's that Seattle pitching staff against that loaded Toronto lineup. And again, I, you know, I have some – like Kevin Gossman coming off that injury on Sunday, apparently everything good to go, but that's – they really need him to pitch mm-hmm. well because after Gossman and Manoa – I think there's some real question marks. Jose Barrios, I just cannot count on whatsoever based on what he did and didn't do in 2022. The Blue Jays bullpen, I think, is kind of underrated, but not exactly full of like Jordan Romano, a very nice uh, stopper at the end. Not exactly flamethrowers that are going to miss a ton of bats between those guys. Like it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Seattle is one of the more patient teams, so I think that they can get into that bullpen. So that'll be interesting to see. Ultimately, I think one of the biggest things here is that this series is being played in Toronto instead of Seattle, because mm-hmm. I think Toronto has a huge home field advantage. It's going to be really fun, though. I'm so excited. I have not watched a place postseason baseball game since I was 18 years old on October 22nd of 2001. I have not been able to do that. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. You just I'm don't watch baseball you. in October? Yeah. No, no. Okay. <laughs> just, uh, just care, uh, uh, rooted for a team. Uh, you know, and I've rooted for uh, financially some baseball teams. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know what I meant. Trey. I know. Just I'm just messing and, with you. Oh, thank you. I've, I've watched. Uh, that was not the time. Uh, All right, you've seen quite a few postseason games. I don't games know. <laughs> I don't how many postseason games. I'm on it. Now I'm going to go tally this out. Your pizza sucks. Go ahead. Yadier Molina's played 102 <laughs> postseason games since 2004. Shut up. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. Round that, up, that's... do the carry the one. I don't know. Something like So when he's not in the Hall of Fame, he can talk about how many postseason games that he's played. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Oh, the uh, show's about to take a hard right turn. <laughs> Bring it back, Drew. Bring it back for us. Yes. I think he's actually – a borderline hall of famer, but I know he's sure. going to get in. So it doesn't yeah, really matter. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, like I, this series is fascinating. I mean, Mets Padres is, is an awesome matchup too. Yeah. But this one is, is crazy. Like the blue Jays, they might, do you think they have the best lineup? I know yes. the, the Dodgers are nuts. Most talented lineup. Yes. I think on Braves like, are super it, deep, but yeah, yeah, the blue Jays, when they get going and, I feel like none of them all got hot at the same time this year. Bo Bichette ended the year on a crazy oh, stretch. He yeah, had like yeah, he 55 hits in his last 30 games or something. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had you know ups and downs. George Springer battled a lot of injuries, but when yeah. he's healthy and playing in the postseason, he hits he like hits leadoff bombs. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Teoscar Hernandez, like uh, Lourdes Gurriel is supposed to be back for the series. He, he can be an X factor. Santiago Espinal is supposed to be back for the series. Like those are, you know, those are guys that add depth. I agree that the, the pitching is, is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit lackluster after Alec Manoa though, but I don't want to discount Alec Manoa. He finished on an incredible right run. And when he's like, when he cares, he's so fun to watch. Like he's yeah. a bulldog on the mound. He's a big dude. Um, I think he's going to dominate in game one and it'll be up to Luis Castillo to kind of Magic. limit the damage against the Blue Jays lineup. And then maybe the Mariners can come back against, you know, the, the, the Blue Jays bullpen at toward the end of the game. I, I think it's a fascinating series. I like the Blue Jays lineup and they have two really good pitchers. And I think in a best of three, that's what with home field advantage, I, f- I feel pretty confident the blue jays are going to get this done but i'm i'm intrigued to see it i'm rooting for the mariners chris for you thank you sir if that matters at all it does but it doesn't at the same time yeah right all right let's get our our picks yeah Yeah, let's get our picks in here for sure um i'll I'll start off on this one here i think blue jays it being at home like we've kind of said it being up in the Rogers center versus it being out in seattle which i think would be such a completely 180 flip in terms of home field advantage um, for just the enthusiasm that'll be in the park. Um, the Toronto offense, again, Bo Bichette getting hot right now at this time. It feels like he is an engine that keeps that gets this thing going. There's a lot more postseason experience, George Springer being on that Toronto team. There's a lot more postseason experience than obviously a lot of the Mariners who are being there for the first time. They're going to be asking a lot from guys like Julio Rodriguez and Ty France and Cal Raleigh. They're going to be asking a lot from those guys in their first postseason go-arounds. Um, I think Toronto ends up taking it in three. I think there's at least one game between Castillo or Robbie Ray that they'll just have one of those vintage games. But I think Sunday we're going to get down to it, and I think Toronto pulls out um, at minus 170. Um, For my players, I have Bo Bichette as my shortstop just for how hot he was going into the postseason. I could not pick him um, from the Blue Jays as my representative from Toronto. And then – where am I at? Uh, Luis Castillo for the Mariners here. Again, a guy who's been pitching just so well all year. Um, in the trade deadline review that will eventually occur, the Mariners' decision to go get Luis Castillo rather than settle for Frankie Montas, as the Yankees did, is going to be a very fascinating uh, sure. microcosm of what this postseason might be. But, uh, yeah, give me Luis Castillo for the Mariners there, but Toronto wins it in three. I got Toronto in two, and my players are – Alec Manoa, who I think is going to, again, dominate in game one. And then Julio Rodriguez for the Mariners. If the Mariners pull this off, he's going to have some huge moments. He's already one of the best players on the planet at age 21. Um, I love Julio Rodriguez. So go do your thing, young man. (laughs) DJ? I'm going Mariners in three. There you go, Chris. So I think as as long as the Mariners can split the first two games, I think they can take game three. Massive advantage. That's kind of what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and I think it I think it will happen. Um, my players. So from the Mariners, I have Luis Castillo. I think three out of the four of us took Luis Castillo here. Yeah. Uh, looking for a big game from him. Um, and, yeah, from the Blue Jays, I'm taking Bo Bichette, just the way he swung the bat um, down the stretch. A lot of good shortstops. So, you know, this was a challenging exercise to take one player from each team. Yes. Uh, but yeah, with the way Bichette has uh, turned it on down the stretch here, I'm, I'm taking Bichette. Yeah, uh, I'm going Mariners in three. And I think that DJ, again, 
hit the nail on the head that the Mariners, I think, have a massive advantage if it can get to that Sunday game in Logan Gilbert versus Jose yeah. Barrios. Uh, I'm taking Luis Castillo. I love him against a right-handed lineup. I believe right-handers had an OPS below 590 right around there against mm-hmm. Castillo this year. Just filthy stuff, and if they're going to advance, they're going to need him. And then for my Blue Jays, if they if they do for my Blue Jays, if the Blue Jays do advance for my first baseman, I am going with my sweet Vladdy Vladdy Jr. I just think that if they are going to advance, Bichette's big, but they really need Vladdy Jr. to be that guy that he was last year, and he's way too talented for me to believe that he'll be anything but great. I feel like everyone should be rooting for the Mariners. Yeah. Um, in general, to win the World Series, they should be America's team because yes. I would love to see the Mariners win the World Series, go to the White House, and have Joe Biden say "Big Dumper." <laughs> so I was wondering where, where you were going to go with that. I was wondering where you were going to go with that, but now I kind of you landed did it you, well. Did you guys hear service yell "Big Dumper"? Oh, I did. Oh, I did. Drunk as a skunk as possible. That's it was that is wonderful. the greatest moment that I've been in a stadium for. <laughs> uh, it was Thank pretty you awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, let's let's talk about it. Well, you know, before we move over to the National League, let's just kind of briefly just give a little idea. So, I mean, obviously, Yankees are waiting to face the winners of the Rays and Guardians. Uh, Astros are waiting for the winners of the Mariners and Blue Jays. Um, just let's look at this. Obviously, we've spoken about the four teams playing. Let's look at this from the Astros and the Yankees' perspective. Is there anyone that either that those teams are rooting for? for an opponent in the next round? Is there anybody that they're kind of picking and saying, if we had the choice, we want that? Is is anybody coming out of the wild card more important for those teams with a first round bye? I if think I'm, the Astros would want to see the Mariners first. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I agree um, with that. I think actually Houston might like to see Toronto. And the reason why I think they might want to see them is get that series over with in a five game instead of a seven game series. Okay. And – Deal with the back end of that Toronto rotation uh, in a five-game series instead of dealing with – because you probably are only going to get Manoa and Gossman for one game at most, and you might not get even both. That would be something that I would be looking at just because the Seattle Mariners in a seven-game series are going to be dangerous if they can have those guys actually starting. uh, Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Mm -hmm. George Kirby, Logan Gilbert starting um, at full strength and getting multiple games. I think that's going to be an interesting one. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't think Thank the Astros sure. want the Blue Jays. I well, I think that's the that's the only scary, really scary team here hmm. to me. But I don't know. What do no, I, I agree with you there. I mean, you just have to assume that the Astros, I mean, their pitching has been their hallmark this entire year. And now we have that kind of pitching the pitching strength of the Astros versus the hitting strength of the Blue Jays. I'm I'm sure they'd much rather try and match up their pitching against the Mariners and say, okay, we can outslug the Mariners in a best of five. Yeah. And with, I am few, curious. with fewer travel days, too, I want to say, like, the Astros' right. pitching depth is going to shine. Yeah, Good. it should yeah. be, at least. I am curious with these buys. Obviously, this is the first year that we've had buys in, in baseball. What wrinkle does that bring into this conversation? Obviously, yeah, there's – I mean, it's – fortunately, there's no travel in between the wild card series. It's going to be three games. It's going to be basically everyone missing out on a, a weekend series – They'll play on Wednesday, conceivably on Tuesday if they sat, and then we'll probably pick up, what, Monday or Tuesday of next week. So it'll be a a little mini break for them, but obviously baseball players being creatures of habit, this is a very interesting conversation. Just what does a buy mean now that we are dealing with it for the first time? 
Yeah, I think the, narr- give- the narratives will be written after the series is yeah. played. If the, whoever yeah. wins will say we were well rested. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Whoever lost will say you we know, got too much rest. Too. We're yes. too out of so we're out of rhythm. And yes. you know what I mean. So yeah, that's that's the way it'll go every time. Should we give our picks for the the Yankees and the Astros as well for our um, oh yeah fantasy players? Um, so I'll just go real quick. Uh, the Yankees and oh yeah right right yeah. So for me, I have uh, that really tall guy uh, that hit a bunch of home runs this year as my utility player, uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, pretty easy to put Do him we all on. have Judge? Yes. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, we could yeah. skip a step. Yeah. We all got and then, and then a bunch of us, I believe, I also think, have Jose Altuve. Yes, I think we all baseman. picked Altuve. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there's second base is the such a yeah. bad I, position, and Jose Altuve is such a good uh, second baseman. I almost picked Jeff McNeil. I almost picked Jeff McNeil and got a little cute, but I did. There you go. I did stick with Altuve. Appreciate it. No, that that so makes Altuve a lot of sense. Altuve and Judge, the two twins. Um, <laughs> they we both picked them across the board. Yes. Let's pop over to the National League now, um, and let's start with the Phillies and Cardinals. Let's start with. Uh, Drew Burt's Cardinals over there. Phillies, uh, 87 and 75, making the postseason for the first time in 11 years. So it's not just Seattle getting a chance to celebrate mm-hmm. um, a playoff drought ending. Welcome to the good people of Philadelphia. Uh, they get to finally waste it since, uh, what, 11 years? So am I doing bad math in my head? 2011. No. Yeah. Uh, so we're coming up against the Cardinals, who have been there quite a bit over the last 11 years. They win the National League Central 93 and 69 record uh, projected matchups game one. Like we said, Jose Quintana versus Zach Wheeler uh, game two, miles Michaelis versus Aaron Nola and game three will either be some combination of Montgomery, Wainwright and Flaherty for the cards. And uh, the Phillies so far have said they will at least start with Ranger Suarez uh, winner from this series will go on to face the Braves um, in the next round. Betting odds, Phillies are the underdog at plus 115. St. Louis, the favorite at minus 140. All three games will be played in St. Louis. Chris, why don't you start us off on this one here? What are you looking forward to most in this series? I think this is a really interesting one. And I think it's partially because I take a look at the St. Louis Cardinals and I look at a a good baseball team, but I look at a team that's built for the regular season more than the postseason. Just my personal opinion. Like, yeah. and I look at the Phillies and I look at some of the star power that they have and some of the guys who have had success in the postseason, like Kyle Schwarber. And I look at Zach Wheeler and I look at Aaron Nola yeah. and the fact that they don't have Joe Girardi as their manager anymore. <laughs> and I look at a team that is better built for the postseason than the regular season. If this series wasn't in St. Louis, I think my pick would be a lot easier, to be completely honest yeah. with you. Just And part of that is it's not an insult to the Cardinals. It's just Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola mm-hmm. in a three-game series against – Jose Quintana, like you said, has been lights out down the stretch. And Jordan Montgomery pitched extremely well after that trade for the most yeah. part as well. I just look at the Phillies and think that team is better built – to win a three-game series right now than the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, the criticism of the Phillies, and we've been doing it for a while now, is that they have no depth. And like, right. they mm-hmm. are a top-heavy front-end talent team, but yes. their front-end talent is awesome. Yeah. And in a best-of-three series, you can kind of bull rush. Like, it doesn't really matter if you don't have a number four starter or mm-hmm. your lineup isn't that deep. If Schwarber and Harper and and JT Realmuto like all do something special on a 
a given Friday, Saturday. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm really I, I agree. I think the Cardinals are a good baseball team because they play good defense and their pitchers pitch to contact for that defense and they play in a big ballpark. And you know, Goldschmidt and Arenado are just super solid and they'll yeah. come through with big hits here and there. And Albert Pools, what a story that second half was. So great. Um but yeah, the the Phillies are like designed for a best of three series with throwing Wheeler and, and Nola. Um, I picked the Phillies in in three games here. It hurts my heart to say that, uh, but that's what I'm expecting. Then again, like you can't speak with certainties with any of these series, and no. and I'm really looking forward to watching and you know laughing it off if the Cardinals don't do well and and having a great time if they you know if they go far. Sure. Um, I've I've removed all expectations from my mind. We'll see if I still have that mindset when one o'clock rolls around tomorrow. But sure. yeah, for now, yeah. yeah. Talk to me after first pitch and tell me exactly, exactly. how calm and yeah. cool you are yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the small sample of a you know three game series, you know, we should just acknowledge anything can happen. Right. But you know, a couple of storylines here. The Cardinals were a dominant team at home during mm-hmm. the regular season. They were fifty three and twenty eight. That's a sixty four wow. winning percentage. Is that right? Yeah, Man. the Phillies were a uh, under 500 on the road. Um, they were 14 and 17 after the start of September. Not great down the stretch. I don't know. I, I think I think you're right. I mean, if they could start out strong here, win this first game, I actually think it would be a pretty attractive bet to bet on the Phillies for this first game. Honestly. Sure. Um, if you want to do a, a nice underdog play. And I think in general in the series, you know, the Phillies as the underdogs uh, plus 115. I think that might be my favorite underdog play, honestly. But um, yeah, I think that I think the Cardinals are just a better all around team, more fundamentally sound, play better defense. That stuff matters in this kind of atmosphere. And one where the Cardinals have a nice home field advantage uh, I do worry about the Cardinals pitching Quintana at the top. I guess Miles Michaelis in game two. Dude, Michaelis has been good. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. They, he's these aren't like yeah, these are not aces. Yeah. What what did they get out of Jack Flaherty too? Is that is another big question. He has looked better and better. I I did not expect anything from him, but he's sure. gonna. It wouldn't shock me if he starts a potential game three or he comes out of the bullpen. Like if, yeah. if they get into some trouble early on, Wainwright has looked really bad. Like yeah. he's looked bad to the point yeah. where I think he might actually go out with pools and Yachty. Yeah. Um, but I've, Jordan Montgomery against those lefties from the Phillies, like he's been up and down. He was awesome at first, uh, had a few bad blowups, but he's, you know, he's been okay. I, they have a, they have a lot of pitching depth actually because they're carrying all five of those guys, all five of those starters. Yeah. Like, they can bring them out of the bullpen. And I, I, yeah. I, I mean, Ryan, I, I'll just go ahead and say my pick for this series. So again, I'm taking sure. the Phillies in three games, but my pick for the Cardinals is Ryan Helsley, um, who has been so awesome this year. Like, uh, I don't know. One of the, one of our biggest fantasy surprises, DJ and I did that show. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and he throws 104 miles an hour at times. Um, I, I think he's an X factor. They can bring him in in the seventh inning or like even the sixth inning. They can bring him in whenever they want. Giovanni Gallegos yep. uh, <laughs> looked terrible in his final start of the regular or his final outing of the regular season, but he is an X factor too. They got a pretty good bullpen. I think their pitching depth is underrated, and I know it's not like a ton of swing and miss dudes, but 
Um, yeah, so anyway, Helsley is my pick for our fantasy lineups for the Cardinals. Um, and then I went JT. I think we all went JT Romito for our kid. <laughs> yeah. We did. Yep, we that did. was a clean sweep across the board there. Yeah. Um, DJ, why don't you give us your prediction on this one? I don't think you did yet. Any yeah, players? so I have Cardinals in three uh, in this series. And yeah, my my picks, uh, I, again, Real Muto, that was a clean sweep. But uh, so from, my, from the Cardinals, I have Paul Goldschmidt. I was the only one of us to take Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, MVP, I suppose. Not a bad choice. So pretty yeah. interesting. He picked it up again toward the end of the year, too. He, he fell did. into a pretty bad yep. slump. But was kind of due for just some regression after how good he was for most That's of the true. season. Yeah. It's nice to see him fitting well. Uh, this is my one. You, you got to go one series going two games. So I, I, I like the Phillies in this series. I, I just think that having two top 10 pitchers in this series is going to matter. And I think Bryce Harper, who I was very tempted to take as my outfielder, um, is going to have a big series as well. This is my one series that I'm not predicting uh, to go three. Uh, Again, we have Real Muto because catchers, stolen bases, so on and so forth. Uh, And then for the Cardinals, I have Nolan Arenado just because – if the Cardinals are going to play deep, I think Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are going to be very big parts of it. And since I have my sweet, sweet Vladdy Jr. playing first base, I will have uh, I will have Arenado on the hot corner. Uh, by the way, Drew, a even money line for both them, minus 107 for Phillies and Cardinals on points bets for game one. So not even giving a favorite in that game one spot. Um, for me, I, I have the Phillies in two on this one as well. Look, I think... The Philly, I think the Phillies have a worse bullpen, which uh, has been a thorn in their side for years. That's not now. been an issue and for the Phillies in the past. It hasn't been in the past. Yes, it has. That guy's their new quite a, little, quite a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Good, Can you bring up the ghost of Brad Lidge? So good. Can, yeah. Um, yeah. So the Phillies bullpen has been just an absolute suspect for years, and sure. until they prove it on the biggest stages, that's going to continue to be one that I have question marks around. The Phillies have never been a good defensive team. And what? we know how, right? Really? Um, you mean Schwarber's not a gold glove outfielder out there? Um, let's, but, let's ask Keith Hernandez what he thinks. <laughs> let's ask Keith Hernandez a lot of things. But um, obviously that defense m- means so much more in the postseason. Just every little play gets blown up a little bit more. Speed, they're not a, they're not a particularly fast team, the Phillies. All that being said, they've got the two best pitchers on, in this series going in games one and two. They have the best player, I think, well, one of the best players overall in Bryce Harper and a and a meaty top half of the lineup that I think sure. in, in a two game, three game series, I think there's I think that's short enough where you can hopefully avoid all of the little things that will eventually get picked apart in a best of five and a best of seven if they were to get to those spots. Sure. Um so while I'm not sure about the Phillies long term, I think in a best of three game series, I think the Phillies right. with Nola and Wheeler as a one two top. I think they can get that done in two, and this might be the only one. At least I, I'm with you, Chris. I think this is the only one that I have not going to Sunday um, right. on that spot. Um, pitcher, I mean, players-wise, again, we all went real muto, so nothing new to say there. And I went with Arenado as well at third base. Um, nice. Continues to just just prove more and more that the Coors Field effect um, that everyone was worried was going to disappear from his right. stat line when he left. Um, it didn't. He's still really good. So the yeah, Cardinals no, gave me- up so much for him though. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are paying more for Nolan Arenado than the, the St. Louis Cardinals are to be completely honest. That might be correct. <laughs> um, 
Let's let's flip over to the other series now, uh, and probably the tastiest one of all of them, or at least from my opinion here, as the Padres head to the Big Apple to take on the Mets. Padres end the regular season with an 89-73 record, whereas the Mets win 101 games and uh, will be representing the wild card. Um, projected matchups, Scherzer versus Darvish in game one, which is just excellent. Uh, game two, tentatively right now, is Bassett versus Musgrove, with game three being DeGrom versus Snell. That actually uh, got flipped. Is that officially uh, Snell, flipped? Because Snell will start game two. Oh, um, Snell's going to start game two. Okay, yes. I was thinking the other part was no, going to no, get flipped. No, the, the other and thing is uh, Buck Showalter still getting a little cute. About oh, yeah, I don't even think it's worth gonna, talking about. Like it's yeah, yeah it's silly. It's silly. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna circle back on that because that we is we know what's going to happen if things nuts. happen. Yeah, I mean, this is I understand trying to be cute, but this is the one time a year where I don't know if being cute is the right move here. It's worked out for Buck Showalter once, and it's really blown up in his face the other time. Oh, so yeah. We'll we'll see how that goes. Despite winning 101 games, though, the Mets obviously um, and are not the NL East champs. Had a 10 and a half game lead on June 1st, but were unable to hold on to the division and a first round bye. Uh, DJ, I'll kick it to you for this one, at least off the front here as our resident Met fan. How how do Mets fans feel about this? Obviously, if you had said at the beginning of the year the Mets win 101 games, you take that seven days of the week and twice on Sunday. So I don't care about any of that, but because of the new format, because of the fact that there is a first round buy that they are now not going to get, the fact that they are going to have to burn some of their pitchers in this best of three series. And on top of that, they are now in the Dodgers half of the bracket, whereas before they could have at least avoided them till a best of seven. How do how are you as a Met fan kind of feeling about how the season ended up? I think maybe I'm a little bit more rational than a lot of Mets Twitter. So I would, uh, I would agree with that wholeheartedly just in general. Yeah. But yeah, it's fine to be disappointed and like be upset about it. And especially if you win 101 games, like, yeah, you know, it's deflating. It's when you hold on to the, to first place for over a hundred and whatever, sure. 150 days or whatever it was. Um, and then you don't, you don't want it in the end. Yes. It's disappointing, but everything, starts anew on Friday. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You got to put that in the rear view mirror. I think the players are just focused on winning baseball games at this point. And the Mets have, regardless of recent results, you know, DeGrom's six ERA over his last four starts, Scherzer kind of came up small in that Brave series. There's still Jacob freaking DeGrom and Max freaking Scherzer. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody you would take over them right now. Maybe, I mean, maybe Verlander. I, I don't know, but it's a very small group if you were going to. I think the Mets should feel extremely confident about having uh, those two leading the way. I think the Mets offense, while flawed in some ways, is deeper than the Padres lineup. Oh, yeah. They they know how to work pitchers. I think they're, they have Edwin Diaz, who's been at lights out, out of his mind all season long. I still think they're in a very good position uh, in this series. Like we were saying, the way they're going to uh, potentially split up the rotation does add an interesting storyline to this series. But I do not think that facing the Dodgers in a five-game series is a bad thing. I think facing them in a seven-game series is mm-hmm. a bad thing because the cream will rise to the top. Right. It's a lot more likely that they could grind you down over seven games. So maybe getting them in five games is not – 
such a bad thing. But of course, the Mets have to get through this series first. But I don't think getting on this side of the bracket is maybe the end of the world as much as as Mets fans would have you believe. I agree, and I, I know Mets Twitter is is nuts, and that's awesome. They're very <laughs> passionate, but man, and I, I the Padres could have been been like a fun dark horse team. They've got some interesting names, and Manny Machado is an MVP candidate, and some very good pitching. Darvish and Snell was, you know, Snell was awesome in the second half. Like, oh yeah, um, and Joe Musgrove just super steady. I think they won that trade, um, yes. but I, <laughs> but you run into Degrom and, and Scherzer in Queens. It's going to be wild. Mm-hmm. It's, they get the prime time slot on Friday. What are they? Mm-hmm. What are they playing on Saturday? Is it also prime time? I think it's seven thirty on Saturday. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a party out there, and and I and you've got the two best, maybe the one and two best pitchers on the planet, or like right up there, you know. And 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 I like DJ said a very good deep lineup that is kind of dynamic that gets on base. Uh, there's pop, that you can steal bases. There's extra base hits. Like I I think the Mets are almost underrated right now just because they they didn't even really blow the NL East. The Braves just yeah. took it from them. Right. I, I think the Mets can turn it around like not even it's not even going to be a turnaround. Just like turn it on all of a sudden and they they're a very dangerous postseason team and and I, I would I think I'd pick them over the Dodgers. I, I made out one of those brackets on mlb.com today and I did pick them over the Dodgers. One thing I'll yeah. say is that, you know the Padres rotation is scary. I mean, yes. Darvish Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, that's really good. Yep. I'm more worried about Snell than Darvish or Musgrove because the Mets have not been very good against left-handed pitching. That's what and I was going to say. One big, pitcher, one big player they're missing is Starling Marte uh, with yeah. that fractured yeah. finger. He's been someone who can really help against left-handed pitching. It, it seems like he's still testing out the finger to see if he'll be ready to go uh, during the series, but I find it very, very unlikely – uh, that he'll even if he's on the roster, he'll be a significant contributor. Contributor, I don't expect him to be on the roster. Yeah. I think that that is a big loss mm-hmm. for the Mets. Yeah, I think that the thing here with is like I probably would have picked the Padres to beat the majority of the National League in a three-game series because of that starting rotation that you were mentioning. Yeah. But they're going up against Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom, and the problem is it's not that those guys can't match them; it's that who the hell is going to hit for the San Diego Padres? Because after Juan Soto and after Manny Machado, is there anybody in that lineup that even like remotely scares you? I feel Not like they have me. a greater reputation offensively than what is going on there. No, I totally agree. Like and guys like Jake Cronenworth has picked it up a little bit lately. Um, but there's, I, I'm just pitching around those guys and making the other dudes in that lineup beat me. And I just don't think that they can. It's going to be a scary series. It's one I have going three because I think one of you, Darvish and Blake Snell, will be able to get a W in the series, even going up against as good of legitimate Hall of Fame pitchers uh, going against those guys. But I just can't see them scoring enough runs to actually win a series against this team. So, I haven't met two. Go yeah. ahead. I was just go ahead, you go ahead, Dave. No, you go. Um, I was just going to say, let's discuss this kind of rotation juggle thing that might yeah. go on to that. Yeah. So basically what Buck Showalter is hinting at is that uh, if the Mets take game one behind Max Scherzer, they will have Chris Bassett start game two so they could potentially save Jacob DeGrom for game one of the series against the Dodgers. 
Right. So the question is, is that a smart move? Or do you just go for the gusto and say, we're throwing our best two and we want to get out of here and get this series done? I would just I would start my best two guys. Yeah. I, I think I think saving for a situation like that is a pretty significant mistake. I mean, trust Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett's been a solid option for well over the majority of the year. A ton of great starts. I think he can absolutely win that baseball game. And if he's your game one starter against the Dodgers, still giving you a great chance to win. Um, I think that's just too cute by half. It doesn't make sense to me to not go for, this is the reason why you are paying those guys an awful lot of money. Go do it. It's like uh, similar to uh, Russell Wilson. You paid him $245 million and you're kicking a 64-yard field goal. You might as well start Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom to go take you to – that big series against the Dodgers. You brought up the NFL. Like if you, have you guys ever played like a survivor pool? Yeah. Yes. Trying to get cute in week yep. one or week two, you're going to oh, be yeah. gone. I'm out. Oh yeah. You know, I've learned yeah. that lesson. Just <laughs> pick the favorite pictures yeah. or pick the Grom, get it done with, figure out the rest later. Yeah. Now That's I will say it, it might make sense if you get like a big lead on Saturday, yeah, you know pull what I'm early. saying? Okay. Like, pull them early. Like that that, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But you you will kick yourself, and I do believe it's not apples and oranges, but I do believe Buck uh, uh, Walter has kicked himself, even if he thinks it's the right decision one time for getting too cute with something. Just just pitch your best guys, man. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think this is the, the, this is I think the definition of like trying to overthink it a little bit yeah. too much. Like, hey, you've got two of the best, two of when healthy, two of the top five starting pitchers in baseball. And it could be gamesmanship too. In a best of three series, when you need to win two games, and the 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 margins of error are so thin in a best of three series that you can't afford to lose even one game. So I wouldn't risk that in the spot. Nothing against Chris Bassett, but look, Max Scherzer did not look particularly strong in his last. Like he said, kind of just like stumbled a little bit down the stretch. He's kind of uh, he's not at full strength, or at least that we know from Max Scherzer. We expect him to live up to Max Scherzer levels, but still. Um, Jacob DeGrom, like you said, an uh, ERA over six in his last four starts. Bassett kind of walked into the postseason just a little bit shakier than he had been for three quarters of the season. So there's a little bit of question marks surrounding all of them. And DJ, not to be rude, but this is also the Mets. Like this is not a team that has a ton of this kind of experience in this spot that they can kind of feel kind of confident and, and walk into the series like they already are looking at the next opponent. I don't know. If you, have, is, if you have Max Scherzer yeah, on the mound, I mean, I think it all changes the minute Max Scherzer goes on the mound. I mean, that, that sure. dude has so much experience, so much presence. I think that will kind of carry the day. And I think we'll allay a lot of the fears of, of Mets fans to, to have that experience. Sure. If there's any question, if, if, if game one doesn't go to the Mets, if the Padres win game one, how does, I mean, like how – would I mean I, again? They've said that obviously, if they win game one, then Bassett goes game two. I know that that's the optimistic play here. If they lose game one, here is Degrom a hundred percent getting the ball in game two. Oh, I, I have, have to, to assume, to. right? To. We're not getting um, too cute for anything out here, no, right? No. Mets okay. fans would revolt if he. Did I was going to say, um, yeah. Yeah. but I also Trumpets think there's play a, a war march at the end of that. <laughs> there's something to be said for like, how does a pitcher feel not knowing when they're going to pitch? That's I, I think you got, you got to tell, you got, these guys got to yeah. know, like, and yeah. especially with DeGrom. Dude, they're pitching so many, DeGrom in game two. Come on. Yeah. yeah. For, 
all the physical issues that he's had, just tell him when he's starting. Yep. And yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. You have to be ready right for point. that stuff. Yeah. They have told um, him he's starting game two. I, I sure hope so. <laughs> I really I do sure too. So. Um, I think it's all just gamesmanship, the type of thing where, and maybe you did see, uh, Buck Schultz-Walters, uh, all of God's children when asked about everybody yes. making the yeah. playoff roster as well. I all love right. this guy so Aaron much. Yeah. Um, He's funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, real quick, I, or I'll just I'll say I'm, yes, I'm picking the Mets in, Mets in three. Um, if the San Diego Padres got to wear their City Connect uniforms, I would change my pick in, in a heartbeat. Um, for the Padres, I'm going with you, Darvish. I, I'm scared that he's only going to get one start, but I think he's going to pitch really well. You, Darvish, was really, really good this year and not talked about enough, in my personal mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. for how good he's going. And I'm going to go with the guy who's pitching against him as one of my as my mid's pick as well, Max Scherzer. I will never pick against Max Scherzer in the postseason because he legitimately scares the crap out of me. I'm going Mets in two, same picks as Chris Scherzer and Darvish. I think it's going to be a really good matchup in game one, and then DeGrom is going to pitch game two, and the Mets are going to win in two. You think DeGrom's going to pitch game two, Drew? I think I've said that over and over. I don't know. I don't know why we spent ten minutes on it. Because you've got nowhere to do. You have nothing to do. Like I can't even imagine how little you have to do. Like you're not tired. You're yeah. you're just you're feeling great. Yeah. Um, he just he just had three shots of espresso before. He fell. He's got to be at this point. It's kicked uh, in by now. It's, no, it's, it's like wearing off to where I'm overtired now. Um. So I'm going Mets in two. I think they okay. they get this over quickly. God, I hope so. And I'm taking Max Scherzer from the Mets. I think we all maybe took Max Scherzer. I think so. Um, from yeah, the Padres, yeah. I I kind of mix it up here. I have Manny Machado uh, nice. as my third baseman. We'll see how that goes. Obviously, he's you know between him and Soto, that's you know those are the bats on on that team. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we'll see what happens. He's capable of great things. So I was ten. T- I was I was. I was tempted to say Padres in three, just to see, like, just to see if there was that version of this, of this, because uh, I think one of the favorites of these wild cards is going to go down. I think one of the the top four or five teams in baseball, and I put yeah. the Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, uh, Mets, and Braves in that top five. I think we, I think there's a really good shot we see two of them go down before. The AL, the AL and NLCS, yeah. just because of the weirdness of baseball, and I was tempted to do it. Yeah. Padres plus one fifty two is not even that bad of a payout for a short nope. series where they're going to go Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, or yeah. Darvish, Snell, Musgrove. Right. Um, <clears throat> and honestly, from a betting standpoint, I might throw a couple, uh, might throw a couple bucks on Padres plus one fifty, but I'm still picking sure. overall Mets in three. Yeah. I think three games yeah. at City Field. That stadium is going to be electric. Um, this, and yeah. again, Darvish and I mean, um, DeGrom and Scherzer is just real tough to get through, even if it is games one and three. Um, and my players, I had, we all had Max Scherzer. So Max Scherzer across the board and you Darvish for me as well. Like you said, Chris, um, before just had a great under the radar season, kind of didn't start yep. out particularly strong, but sure. really finished well over the last 60% of the year. Um, I really like him moving forward. So yeah, give me Darvish on that spot. Um, now, obviously we said the Padres and Mets winner, if that will go on to play the Dodgers Phillies cards winner, if that will go on to face the Braves, uh, while we give our players for the Braves and Dodgers as well, Chris, start us off. Sure. I've got uh shortstop Dansby Swanson fantastic year. And I think he's going to have just seems to be like a guy who is kind of built for postseason success to mm-hmm. me. And I think he's going to get a chance to drive in a bunch of runs in that lineup. 
And then Mookie Betts, because Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball. And uh, I think he's going to get a chance to score a lot of runs, even if they're playing against the Mets. So I have Julio Urias, uh, game one starter for the Dodgers, I would assume nice. at this point. Yeah. Um, I think he could win a lot of games and throw a lot of innings in this postseason. It's been great. So, um, yeah. And I'm Max Fried uh, is my my pick from the Braves. Um, their, their de facto ace at this point, he's been um, great down the stretch. And, again, you know, with that, I love the Braves lineup. Um, I could see them running the table. They're that good. I think they might be better than they were last year. Agreed. They, they have a cute uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah I th- uh, they don't have Ozzy uh, Albies, but I mean, they, sure. I, I don't even know if it matters. Like they're that good. Yeah. Um, they are a scary team. So I'm, yeah. I'm taking Freed. I have Freed as well. And for the Dodgers, I have Freddie Freeman led the major leagues in hits and contact can do a lot of funny things in the postseason. Sure can. Um, I think this Dodgers team is, is beatable though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, they're scary because they, they ran the table this year and, and set records for run differential and, you know, the amount of wins by multiple runs that they stacked up was so impressive. They did that a lot against non-contenders. Uh, they dominated mm-hmm. the Padres, but out of the other teams in the playoff field, they went 15 and 16 combined against the Braves, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, and Guardians. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, not having Walker Bueller, Mm-hmm. Back end of the um, bullpen is back not end of the back end of to have an up, yeah. unsettled, yeah, like eighth and ninth inning situation. I, I, I think if if you're gonna, if you have eyes on winning a World Series, you want them in a five game series. You want them in the NLDS, and um, I think that's the path. You guys go ahead and bet against the Dodgers all you I want. know. I think I think I'm just like I'm playing some kind of emotional. Uh, maybe I, I'm just like. <laughs> Look, it, it backfired on me last year. They ended up losing in the mm-hmm. NLCS, and I thought they would just dominate into the postseason. Yeah, you but, scoffed us, even when uh, we considered somebody else other than well, the Dodgers. You last know what? Year. It's uh, the second Full time I've nose been wrong up. in my That's entire last life. Year. But uh, I actually, you know, I'm going to pick the Braves to win the World Series. Uh, so it, it's funny that I'm talking out of both sides of it, but. Uh, I think that's going to be one of the most fascinating. Like, there are three teams in the National League that are deserving to me of like. It's loaded. Yeah. It's yeah. so loaded. Especially, all due respect to the American League, who, you know, the Yankees had a very strong regular season, even with some scuffles down the stretch. Houston looks great. Um, the wild card teams did what they did. Toronto, I think, would do better in a lot of other divisions. But like, that National League, I'm really looking forward to whatever version of the NLCS is, and it will be very funny if it ends up being like San Diego against Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, after the Juan Soto trade, everyone was ready to put the the Padres potentially in that NLCS. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have Freed and Freeman on my end as well um, nice. for my two picks. Um, I, I, I'm tantalized at the idea of a Freddie Freeman versus Atlanta NLCS at some point. Cause that, Ooh, yeah. especially after earlier this year, when yeah. there was the basically like, who's, who are you playing for right now? Yeah. Freddie, when he was getting emotional when the Braves were in town. So, um, dumb. so that was, uh, I, I think that's just a fascinating kind of, uh, theme that might uh, play there. And I would love to see him in Atlanta for a, you know, for That'd a potentially game winner there. But, um, but yeah, no, those two were for me here. Max Fried was just phenomenal this entire was, year for yep. for someone who I think we kind of 
we don't talk about it enough because he doesn't post like gaudy strikeout numbers. And 100%. He, does, he is just a really, really good pitcher. And well, sure. this is the type of time um, of the year where players like Max Fried really start to shine. So yeah, give me him as well. Um, okay. So with that, I think that's just going to end our show for today. If you enjoyed the show, then make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss an episode in the future. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review us. DJ loves those five stars, so give them to him. And whether you are in, whether you are deep in your fantasy football seasons or prepping for those basketball fantasy leagues, be sure to check out all of our coverage right here on NBCSportsEdge.com. Tons of great articles, podcasts, videos, and more to help you get that edge over the rest of your league. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Don't Lie, and you can follow Chris at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B, Drew at Drew Silve, and DJ at DJ Short. We'll be back next Wednesday night with another postseason episode, so make sure you don't miss it. Until then, enjoy Wild Card Weekend, stay safe out there, and as always, thanks for the listen. Dom Smith, Wild Card MVP. <laughs>